Hi, my name is Harper. I love reading and writing books. My podcast is for kids who like those things too. So today we're going to read Dragon Law by Elise May, who was very young. She published this when she was 11 and a half. And so kids who want, who are book writers and want to publish their books, you can do that. Okay, so let's begin. Chapter one. Merida woke up with a groan. She had to be, she had been removed from school last year to be a helping hand in her dad's words. She was overwhelmed with her work, gathering firewood, doing laundry, cooking meals, cleaning the house, and all of it this because her mother was killed in a war. Stop it, Merida chanted, chained herself, not wanting to bring down the tears before the day started. She ran down the stairs and started to make breakfast. After this, I'll collect some firewood. The laundry is already done, Merida thought. Even as Merida went through her chores, she kept coming back to one thought, becoming a dragon rider, her greatest desire. Although that was forbidden because she was a commander or someone without royal blood. The royals, as they called themselves, themselves as a privilege of riding a dragon. That is how things work in Tarnia. The only place in the world to have dragons living there. Every country known to the Arpidio of Maclis has a creature only native to that land. Merida wondered what it's like to be royal. I must certainly would have a dragon, she thought fiercely. Merida, Merida, somebody called, looking around to find that horse. Her brother was trying to talk to her. What, Merida snapped. And then instantly felt sorry. She always had anger issues since her mom had passed away. You two went on zombie mode on me. I was just telling you that I'm going to go to get good at chess, so I'm going to beat you, ha! Huh? As if Meredith thought. As Horace kept yapping about chess, while Meredith cooked some eggs and toast. When Horace was finally done, Merida had finished cooking and set the table. Yeah, right, you totally gonna beat me next round, said Merida, sarcastically, giving Horace a playful shove. I got to get wood. I'll be back in an hour. S- save me some breakfast. Then Merida left for the firewood. Next, Merida's two small story house there was a forest that had good lumber. Merida trugged to the forest, stuffing any wood she could find in the stack she carried with her. Then Mary checked her in her sack. It's only a quarter full. Merida looked longly at the I, the lush cross forest across from her. The noble's land was protected by the king. The nobles didn't do a thing with it. Merida wished that she could cross over to the lush forest, but it was a serious crime. Suddenly, Mara heard a twig snap. Someone was watching her. What are you doing here? Someone hissed. Merida tensed and looked and slowly turned. A girl that looks some somewhat her age in a white dress embellished her in gold was standing behind her. The patterns were breathtaking, but Merida had more pressing matters. Sneaking on royal land was punishable by death. Merida was leaning heavily on the fence. But it could be cons- concerned noble's property. Merida 
backed away from the fence. I need wood, ma'am, she said, bowing to the girl. Well, do you have it now? Go before someone else finds you, the girl hissed. Merida was stunned. You're not going to lock me up, she asked? No. We royals are so stupid, thinking that there is such as a purr blood. The girl sniffed in disgust. Really? You're the same as commoners. Go now, she whispered. Merida nodded. Then asked one more question before she bolted. What's your name? Umbrella. Granddaughter to the king below. Daughter of the prince. The girl whispered. Finally, Maria... Merida bolted, rushed away from the fence, and and lay there for a minute. Merida walked for a few minutes, sighing in relief. She reached the edge of the woods. Merida walked through the golden fence of grain that were near the house. The wind rustled in the field, but an unusual sound made Merida stop. A small chirping sound filled the air again. She cautiously crept forward. The dragonette was sinking before her. A baby looked up at Merida with fearful eyes. Merida squinted next to it and studied the dragonette. It's obviously one couple of hours old, for it still seemed to be sticky with ambrin and wet, droopy wings. Who are you? the dragonette asked. Startled, Merida didn't speak for a while. Then she did. She didn't choose her words well. I'm Merida Fletcher. I believe you should be my dragon. The dragonette made a rumbling noise that caused Merida to cover her ears because of the terrible noise. I can sense you have good soul. Do you have a home for me or food? Yes, yes, I want food. The little dragon chirped. Merida thought this through. This was her chance to become a dragon rider and she could use her mother's underground cave that she found soon after Merida was born. She felt a huge amount of pride and excitement. A plan Merida had been imagining this moment for a thousand times and tried to figure out a plan, but those were never the good as this. I will care for you and feed you if you become my dragon to ride. Merida to the said dragonette. Okay, food! The baby dragon yells in excitement. Merida smiled at the little dragon. She is a bit loud, and she, Merida thought for a moment moment an awkward silence hanging in between the two let's go then said the little dragon explained trying to walk forward but only succeeding a face planting merida chuckled here she said let me fit you in my back merida dug out some of the wood in her stack and crammed it in the dragon net into the bag stuck a pile of lumber she took out and popped it on and and on top of the little dragon here's there was a small hay as Merida stacked it on the sticks. Merida Bashley walked out of the field, but instead of steering toward her house, she fired to the left. She hiked in between the two large elephant-sized boulders, which stopped abruptly. At the end of the boulders, there was a wide entrance big enough to, ent- to be entered entered by a full-grown dragon. Merida dug out the dragonette and dumped her on a rocky ground. Wait here, said Merida commanded. She ran back to her house. Horace looked like he was going to say something, but Merida interrupted him. Just a second. I got some I got some wood to get be back. And she left the sack of half-full wood in the house, leaving Horace with a strikened expression on his face. 
she'd never interrupt horse like that before. Meredith snickered as she smuggled out of the window with arrows. Her family rarely used weapons except for killing animals in the cold season. When Meredith got to a clear spot perfect for catching prey, she she snagged the skies. No birds in the skies. Interesting. I wonder. Meredith let a, a thought hang. Here's always birds in the sky, so something must be going around. around going on she searched the forest no rodents but when she looked towards the field there was a lamb alone in the grass steady Meredith never had much practice with the bow and arrow after her mom had died she didn't have time but and when she did it was too much of a reminder of merida she aimed a shot pulled a little more and let the row fly it hit the lamb in a perfect spot so it died quickly. Meredith dragged the lamb to the cave where the baby dragon was patiently sitting, looking bored. The dragon appeared up at the side of the lamb and discovered it quickly. How do you like the name Azara? The, this question took the dragonette by surprise, so happily picked out a remaining lamb. Meredith was about to repeat the question when the baby responded. Why that name? I like it but why that name? It just seemed right, said Merida's response. But where is was the more to it? Azaria seemed to have a mysterious beauty that only the star-filled sky could capture with her black scales and swatches of white swirls of gold. Then Merida was, was when Merida was little, she would call stars Astaris. That was why Merida chose the name, but it was too personal to share. I should get home. My family is waiting for dinner, Merida excused herself. She didn't have realized that had been forgotten so late and so fat. She left almost at noon, and now it was late evening. Merida hurried home to make dinner. She busted through the door, and Horace was sitting at the chessboard. Merida, where have you been? The certain voice across the chessboard that Horace was studying. Whoops. I forgot. Oh no! Come on, Dad. Meredith thought. Her dad had set a time policy for Meredith to do her chores. I started to process. Dad, no. No, Merida. You can't stay out that late. He interrupted. Dad, look. I was just picking up some wood. Meredith said, "Merida, you've been out for nine hours." horse piped up and i'm starving merida saw her dad's stern expression she muttered i must have gotten carried away mary heard it over the kitchen and started to prepare a meal aha i won dad i won horse screamed giving merida a headache merida shoved leftover beef stew onto the furnace horse quiet down unless you might not get any stew merida threatened that made horse shut up he settled back in his chair and scooped up the hand-carved chess pieces from the board and started to arrange them. Merida's dad was still staring at a mount of firewood. Then Merida led, led the table. He asked, we usually just buy wood. Why did you collect it? Merida looked up from her stew, startled that her dad wanted to get involved. Normally, her dad would sit silently dwelling in the grief of losing Meredith's mother. Have you seen our taxes? They're sky high, so I'm doing my best to save money. 
didn't you notice all the leftovers in our meals, Meredith said. Her dad noticed, understanding. She was about to get up and do the dishes, but her dad got up first. Go to bed. I will finish your chores, he ordered. Meredith gave him a suspicious look. Then Hensonly clambered up the stairs. She opened her room door and collapsed into her bed. Exhausted, Meredith fell asleep in a world of confused dreams. That was chapter one. And I will invite you to send your stories to brydunn at gmail.com. Bry with a Y. Goodbye. Thank you.